You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt McGacky, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Sarp Kesky of Bipolar Architecture. There's this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Podcast coming to you live from the junction of Interstate 90 and Interstate 5 in Seattle, Washington. I hate it here. I love it here and topical <laughs> right off the bat. My main man from the Seahawks, Richard Sherman, his performance enhancing drug trial, his appeal went through. He is a free man and I'm good. eternally grateful for that. We are full strength against the Rams. Uh, let me get that out, out in the open right now. You guys um, were straight up full strength last week. That was uh, that was absurd. That wasn't even full strength, dude. Can you imagine? <laughs> I like that halfway through the 49ers actually tried an assassination attempt. That was, like, was, there was this, I looked up at one point and they were pulling a professional wrestling move out on the uh, on the field. I like how we made them look like fools. And anybody who's yeah, a 49ers did. fan is a fucking fool. <laughs> All right, we're getting getting heavy right off the bat. Also, uh, interesting that NFL weighed uh, Richard Sherman taking Adderall. It's equal to like Ben Roethlisberger raping a girl. Like that was like they were going to get the same suspension. Four days, four games. Either way, if you're doing not animal, only raping a girl, but walking around with his cock out in a yeah, bar in Tennessee, just showing general bad taste, saying like, who's going to take care of this? Yeah, which is an admirable like move. Nobody, everybody's, everybody's already forgotten that last year the Saints were legitimately trying to cripple people. The for, Saints. like, Christmas bonuses. Like, seriously trying to, like, sever vertebrae. And yeah. it's like, no big deal now. I don't, it was no only, one cares. I mean, it's fine. We're trying to Everyone's kill Brett Favre. Everyone's still mad at Michael Vick. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, Michael Vick's going to get the start this Sunday. You know what? Even if you don't like sports, there's a reason to watch. No sweat. If you hate dogs, you hope that Michael Vick dies. If you hate, if you hate rapers, you hope the Steelers lose. If you're not a fucking poser, you hope the Seahawks win. It's something so for really, it's, it's all a win-win-win. It's something for everybody. It's, it's all there. Yeah. Uh, Indy Prince of Michigan, um, Indy Rock Prince of Michigan, Justin Kiss, is a back on the scene. You might recognize back his in voice. Back in the saddle. Back in the saddle. You might recognize his voice from uh, the first podcast where he was in the background. Right now we have him mic'd up. And you can hear his voice as loud and as proud or as little as he'd like. So he's on the scene for the next hour providing quips. Um, we just smoked. Insights. We just smoked a number. We were listening to some Spyro Gyra, and then Andrew called me on Skype. So this is how it works. <laughs> I need you. I need you right now. We gotta go. I need go. you right now. Fuck Spyro Gyra. We, 
Uh, Google it, all right, if you don't know who Spyro Gyro is. So anyways, here we are at episode four. This is like volume, this is like Black, Black Sabbath volume four, where we start to get weird and experimental. Uh, Merry Christmas. How was your Christmas, Andrew? Uh, it was um, a little surreal. I... Uh... I had to drive from Long Island to Albany, New York with my father, just me and my father in the car. Mm -hmm. And uh, we spoke, I think, a total of 16 words over the course of a three and a half hour drive in a snowstorm. It was, uh, it was really, really great. Do you, uh, I mean, do you have a good relationship with your father or, it, or are you just like quiet guys? Because we've had, yeah, right. we're, you know, we're, we're, we're like employer employee. You know, because we remember we would have like the hour of silence on like a long drive in the van. Mm -hmm. I remember after we left that casino in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, we had the hour of silence, and I thought for some reason everybody was mad at me, and I was totally sober. That was back in the straight-edge days. I just thought, why is everybody mad at me? Well, that's because we had a drive from Wilkes-Barre to Boston. That's why. Yep. That was really good. But that was, those were comfortable silences. After a while, you just run out of things to talk about, and you just let the road, you know, do its thing. This was a, uh, a purely uncomfortable silence. Where we, we we would sit and I would drive like seventy miles and then he would turn and be like, "So, uh, so I, I have Netflix now." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, really, Pop? That's that's pretty cool. It's, it's 2012. I'm glad you have Netflix now. It's that's really good." So you didn't even like you, he didn't even ask you for getting laid. He didn't even ask no, you. No, nothing like, like that. Nothing like that lately. at all. No, damn. I have Netflix now. I have yeah, Netflix. me too. Wow. So did you I mean that's it? That was well near the end. Uh, he started to do this really, really awesome thing where he insisted on giving me directions to the house I grew up in. I love that. Like shit. as though I wouldn't remember how to get to the house that I spent twenty years of my life in in Albany. He had to be like, "Okay, now make a left here. You know, now, uh, go up to that light and make a right." <laughs> that's a fucking. That's a fucking parent thing, first of all, because my I, I love my mom and dad to death. My father, great man. My mother, I, I get my. My, which you don't hear on this podcast at all, but I get my patience and my compassion from <laughs> my mother, and I get my my broad shoulders and my sense of humor and my uh, my affinity for the drink from my father. Now, uh, when I was home, it was totally cool, down home country Christmas, just me and the folks. And but the thing is, that's a fucking parent thing because. I would like. I knocked over like a bottle of beer, and my mom was like, "Oh, clean that up." No shit. I was gonna leave it. <laughs> no shit. I was gonna leave it because I live because I actually live in a punk squat, and my mom has an Amoebix poster in her fucking bedroom. Uh, it's like, oh yeah, or or, or uh, make sure you make sure you look watch out before when you're backing out of the driveway. Make sure you. I've been driving since I was 16, mom. And you, you remember that first car I got? That K car. Remember that? Uh, that's the car I crashed in, not this car. This car. You gotta be careful. The, the traffic comes both ways sometimes. Yeah, the you really gotta comes look both, both ways. ways sometimes. You know, it's a two no way street. Shit. Um, no, it's just, you know, parents just don't understand, man. <laughs> you know, I can't say it any better than that. Mom's at a certain age where they just say whatever they're thinking, like immediately. Yeah, no I think so. Wasn't your mom, didn't your mom point out all the houses in your hometown that people were murdered in? Yeah, like she was obsessed with that the last time I was out. Where everywhere we drive, she'd be like, oh, someone got shot there the other day. Like, it was like every other house. Like, apparently Lansing has gone to hell in a handbasket. Like, people are dying and getting shot everywhere in Lansing. I mean, it might be suicide, too. Yeah. Let's be real. It's Lansing, Michigan. So, let's be real. Um, you know, uh, I, if you're listening, thank you. For, by the way, we have almost 2,000 downloads. 
So thank you, yep. thank you for thank you robots, uh, internet <laughs> robots who have been repeatedly downloading our podcast because there can't be over a thousand people who have been listening to our uh, my voice, Andrew's voice, and uh, and gleaning some sort of some weird knowledge. But there are a few people, and they have asked questions on our Tumblr overnightdrive.com uh, slash ask. You can ask any question you'd like, and mm-hmm. I'll do my best to answer. Some of the questions are fucking stupid, so we're definitely not going to answer that shit. But um, some of them are good. Uh, where would you like to begin, Andrew? Because I think that uh, w- that we should kind of pay it forward every few episodes, because there's uh, a few people out there who really want to know stuff about us. So, um, well, I just tried to open the tumbler with my phone and it didn't open, so I threw it across the room like a football. So uh, you okay. go ahead and pick. Well, all right, Andrew. Uh, you see, you got your shit, man. But you are the least technological person. I've got two computers in front of me. Uh, I'm in a house. I'm in Casa del Kiss right now. Um, uh, so I rule. And you're on a fucking Mac Mini. So fuck off. I'm on a Mac Mini right now. Oh, my God. Patrick Bateman on the fucking Mac Mini. <laughs> um, anyways. So, okay. Hans, I love to hear your awesome sexual exploit stories. Because they're, <laughs> because they're super entertaining and you're hilarious. A complete lie. <laughs> Those stories make me wonder, hmm, do you have high standards in terms of physical attractiveness with the women you choose to sleep with? Would you say that you have a pretty high batting average with attractive women, or do you mostly end up with more average-looking ones? Have you ever scored any truly fine ass? Somebody actually asked that question. So like gonna, this, uh, this entire thing is just rapidly going to become like a hardcore version of Penthouse Forum. Yeah. Oh, please. Point. Like, that would be, I, like that's the direction you should, we should go in with this. That's more or less where this is heading, regardless I never of thought uh, it would, intent. So I, may yeah, well I, never it. I never thought it would happen to me, but there I was with a pizza box over my cock. <laughs> um, and that was listening all, to minor threat. Listening to minor threat. <laughs> Got to keep it topical for kids. Like, I was like, timing my. I was timing the the rhythm when I was in the doggy style position. I was timing the rhythm with uh, an SSD record. It was completely amazing. Anyway, uh, short story is I am eternally grateful for any woman who dares to take her clothes off in my presence because that means I have to take my clothes off and we all know where that heads. Um, So I've been with every woman I've been with has been beautiful in her own way, extremely attractive. Um, I can only think of a few times where I, uh, there has been a regrettable instance, and it hasn't been because of their physical attractiveness. Uh, I know what I'm doing, <laughs> you know, most One of the would time. Like to think. I mean, and when you've, you know, when you score, I mean, the only, and the question, have you ever scored any truly fine ass? I guess, proto, I mean, I guess typically speaking, historically speaking, I've been with two women who are ex-models. Um, out of the 52 women I've been with. <laughs> Truth is, when you've been with 52 women, you just don't remember. I'm like Eric Nyes in the fucking grind. You remember that TV show? I'm like, you know, I've, or like the, dudes in, the dude who was on the real world who couldn't remember how many women he slept with. That's like me. So only the, the fat lumberjack version with the flannel shirt uh, who orders fucking a grown man who orders football jerseys online and shit. Uh, that's me. Um... <clears throat> Uh, you know, it's uh, honestly, quite honestly, and I'm not saying this, this is no bullshit. Uh, I just, I don't, I, you know, I, back in the day, I really just wanted a hot girl with tattoos in her arm and shit. And then I got, then I got that hot girl with tattoos in her arm and she was fucking crazy. So then I wanted a normal girl, 
with you know blonde hair and like and like you know like you know secure job and she ended up being fucking crazy so I realized that I just have to do me and be me and whoever I find I have to run through a screening process and uh, that means I'm eternally single now and I've been single for almost a year so I don't know the answer is I don't know alright fuck off I don't know um, I've known <clears throat> you to be with some pretty attractive women thank you Andrew I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be a character witness here thank you Andrew I have I've dated some sweet women I've dated some fine women uh, no, no regrets at all Life is long, and if you have a life laden with regrets, it feels like an eternity. So I am trying very much not to have any regrets in my life. Hallelujah. Allah Akbar. Um, Allah Akbar. I watch a lot of those live leak videos, you know, liveleak.com, where they show, like, terrorist videos and shit. I watch those all the time, dude. <laughs> like, it's like, you know, beheading or, like, girl, Iranian girl stoned to death because she wore, like, a fucking Michael Jackson jacket. Shit like that. It's like, it's all there. It's really gross. Um, all right. Well, uh, a person who has made their own blog called Questions for Overnight Drive. It's a mindfuck. Which is a mindfuck. I was just going to say, which is a mindfuck. Uh, asked us a series of questions. I really wish you could see this. This question is for you. You're going to have to paraphrase these, I think. There's, there's, they're small books in and of themselves. This question is for you, Andrew. <clears throat> Andrew, a few weeks ago, maybe even like a month ago, you discussed on the self-defense music side about how at one point you were edge. Could you perhaps detail this more, please? <laughs> how long did that last? You said something about the label becoming an awkward fit? What's your favorite record put out by an edge band? Oh, man. <laughs> so, Andrew, fire away, please, because I would also like to hear this story. This is going to be fun because I have absolutely no way to make this funny. This is going to be the most mundane-ass story. This is going to be like me telling you about my commute to work in the morning. Let's hear um, it. So I'm going to keep it super short. I was oh, edge for like five, six, seven years. I don't even remember. <laughs> um, and I associated with uh, exclusively straight edge people, which is always a really, really bad <laughs> idea if you want to be like a grown adult. So in other words, you never ideas. were, dude, right? You um, never fucking were straight edge if you're not now. Uh, apparently, I never was. Oh my god! Dude. Um, so I didn't know you broke I, uh, edge. What the fuck? I remember. I remember getting in an argument with a real moron about. Uh, a band that stayed at my house and did heroin in the bathroom. Oh, is that they um, shot blood on the wall, right? I remember that. I'll tell you, it was, uh, it was, uh, I think it was seized, if I remember correctly. <laughs> one of those guys, or maybe one of the guys they brought with them uh, I think was clearly Dude, doing heroin in my bathroom. Didn't have a seized bumper sticker on his car at one point? <laughs> yeah. Or was that... <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, after that argument, I kind of started to feel like it was a really stupid thing to get angry about, and mm. I... Kind of stop getting angry about it. Wow, uh, that's the end of my really unfunny story. Twenty percent uh, chances gets cut from the podcast. That was amazing. That was a really good story. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite Straight Edge album is uh, the one that you your stereo breaks when you turn on. You don't Ace ever get to hear it. The sign is my favorite Straight Edge album. <laughs> um, anyway, actually, you know what? When I run, I listen to uh, to Earth Crisis almost exclusively. So just picking Earth oh, Crisis let's out not and get assume started I'm running with to Earth it. Crisis. That was my <laughs> that was my jam session back in the '90s. Let me tell you what, I was such a dork about Earth Crisis. 
because I would go because I was a hick from the sticks. I live in Glens Falls, so uh, we would come down and we made. We went to like this place called Sperry's Advertising, and we made straight edge stickers to give to Earth Crisis, <laughs> <laughs> like a spot in the mall. Yeah, like a spot in the mall. Like I'm surprised they made airbrush shirts, and then they also had like make your own stickers. You know, like a hundred dollar, hundred dollars to make your own fucking straight edge stickers. So we made these round stickers that said straight edge, like arced, like straight was the high arc, and edge was the low arc, and then it had three X's across the middle. And we had a roll. We made like we, we splurged. And we got five rolls. We we're putting them all over town, like like we we're fucking converting the masses or whatever. <laughs> putting them all over our, our piece of shit cars. And then we go down to and it's like you know big show, wonking down an earth crisis, right? Big big fucking show. And I'm I was like, there. I bet you were there for sure. And we we're like hanging out. We got there at like. She was at like 8.30 at the QE2. We got there at like 3. <laughs> Just hanging out. Because we had to meet the band beforehand. And I brought a notebook because I wanted to interview. So I go up to the van and I'm like, Hey, you know, Carl, I'm thinking about going moving to Syracuse and going to like Syracuse Community College. <laughs> and I was wondering like uh, if I could interview you. And he's like... Big, t- fucking big time me the whole time. He's like, do you have a tape recorder? Because I really can't do an interview uh, with you writing down the questions. <laughs> and, <I was> like, <laughs> and then that soured me a little bit. So, like, we gave him the fucking stickers, right? And they're like, of course they look at us like, who are these fucking weirdos, you know? And I'm like, yeah, we have these made for you guys so you can hand them out. <laughs> <laughs> If we, you know, if we knew then what we know now about being in a band and how fucking funny that would be after you leave the fucking show and you're like, oh, what about those fucking nerds? And then those that fucking, and then that roll of stickers would end up like uh, on the floor of the van like forever, you know? Oh, yeah. Or we like put it on somebody's back as a fucking joke, you know, or something like that. We thought we were big shit, you know. We, we fucking. We're there with the show is awesome. I'm wearing a straight edge shirt that is made in fashion. The word is straight edge. It's fashioned in the, the Thrasher magazine logo. <laughs> I'm wearing a Slayer baseball hat and a thermal undershirt with black sleeves that I've cut holes in the sleeves. <laughs> so I look like I'm in Marilyn Manson. This is where I was at in 1995. Well, you're almost set for Goth Night that starts after the right, uh, after exactly. the show. I could have just, I could've just took go. my straight edge shirt off and went to Goth Night. It would have been perfect. <laughs> but um, so we, of course, we're like staying forever because we're soaking in all this culture downtown Albany. Oh, I can't fucking believe this is amazing. So we go to leave, and I, I'm like, oh, I better buy some merch. But they had already left, and they left the fucking roll of stickers on the merch table, and they, ah, oh. oh, you know, like it was my. My first, my first encounter with uh, hardcore disappointment, which <laughs> set a theme for the rest of my life in hardcore. Where it just yeah, that's a deep rabbit hole. Just constantly disappointed. Um, so that was my long well, straight edge story. I was straight edge until 2009. I broke edge with Matt Chapman and my girlfriend at the time in a park in Seattle on Mad Dog 2020. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so gross. Well, he was like, oh, just try a little bit of because this dude loved Mad Dog. He like collected Mad Dog. Um, big ups to Matt Chapman, wherever he may be. Uh, well, Seattle. we actually used to do a thing. Me and uh, Ron and whoever else was around used to do Mad Dog Sunday, which was, for some reason, you couldn't buy Mad Dog in uh, in Albany, so we would drive to Massachusetts. I, no lie. We would get in a car and drive to another state. <laughs> to uh, to buy as much Mad Dog as we possibly could. Sounds great. Go back, 
and uh, proceed to try and drink all of it on a Sunday. I can't believe nobody died, first yeah. of all. But my only recollections of the last Mad Dog Sunday were being being unbelievably drunk, being out of Mad Dog, <laughs> and being like, we have to go to a price shop, we have to get some beer. And we get in, like, like my friend Greg's fucking sister's shitty Peugeot, and... We start driving to Price Chopper, <laughs> and, and I remember laying in the back seat, like screaming, "Like fucking put on Tears for Fears!" But <laughs> Tears for Fears was already playing, so everyone's just like, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> and we got to Price Chopper, and for some reason the power was out, and I think I was drunk out to the point where I was almost hallucinating because I felt really like, like really, really weird about the fact that the power was out. I was just like, "This it's is your this fault. This is no good." We. Can we do this? Are we going to get in trouble? Like, it was really weird. Um, Great. Yeah, Mad Great Dog's story. pretty gross. That was much better than your straight edge story. Your Mad I, Dog I'm glad. <laughs> um, uh, for anyone who's not, listen, I don't have a webcam. Uh, as I told that story, my girlfriend just made it a point to walk across the house and open the door and give me the worst look on earth. And then walk away. Girls do that, man. No matter how much they love you, they're always there with a dirty look. You know uh, it wasn't a dirty look as much as a really Damn like endless control. disappointment. Endless, endless. <laughs> Dating Andrew or the endless disappointment story. <laughs> <laughs> my, do we? You see, I'm on the cuff with my fucking dating disappointment, but I think you need to come correct with your dating disappointment stories at a later time. Is that her walking around again? I heard in the background. Yep, that's awesome. Um, okay, well, are you ready for another question, Andrew? Yeah, go for it. All right, Andrew and Hans, the question is much more important than my previous submissions. <laughs> Same guy. <laughs> I'm interested to know your feelings on REM. Strangely, went from straight edge to REM. I remember Andrew talking about, the, about this at one point on the self-defense blog. Uh, so how about it? Favorite albums? Favorite moments? If you had to choose, which member would you want to eat lunch with? Anyone who doesn't, in some capacity, cherish this band is a poser and a blowhard. Now, first, let me say points for using the term blowhard. Yep. Uh, so, uh, uh, answer first, Andrew. Um, <clears throat> um, my, I guess my answer is already up there. I, I like REM a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. They're, they're, they're one, they were one of my favorite bands growing up. One of the few arena rock shows I ever went to that was like, all right, this is this is pretty good. This this lives up. REM and I have a strange. I'm just I'm just, I'm just kidding. I don't have a REM story. <laughs> R.M. and I have a strange relationship because whereas the guitars are very angular, they're bass playing, you know, blah, blah, blah. No. Um, <clears throat> I uh, never liked them until a few years ago. I mean, I thought they were okay. I really like Gardening at Night, that song. Uh, yep. When I was a child, I saw this... See, Nickelodeon, when I was a child and my parents just got cable, Nickelodeon used to have this show named Livewire. And I remember as a young child seeing them on the show Livewire, where they played uh, Wolves Lower. Nice. Uh, which was great. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this band is cool. And then I didn't think about them. Um, I really like the guy Bill Berry, who used to play drums for them, because his eyebrows are really huge. <laughs> um, they are. Really big. I thought he was so cool. He thought he was so cool looking. You know? And he played like, he was just a good drummer. Like a real, like, probably one of my favorite drummers. Uh, the songs are okay. I mean, when I when I DJed in the '80s night, I would play uh, occasionally play the one I love, 
which mm-hmm. would bring like the BBW slash goth crowd out to like gesticulate wildly to the lyrics, like pantomime the lyrics and shit. <laughs> which was great to me when I've had like a couple kettle one and cokes, and I was like <laughs> really fucking feeling it. I'd be like, oh, so I'd go out on the balcony and like watch everybody like spin like a whirl like a dervish to that song. Um, other than that. Uh, that leads us to our next question, which is uh, back to REM. Uh, Hans, you've mentioned your interest in that of your own kind. Uh, okay. If propositioned by Michael Stipe, would you do it? Granted, he's got some fucked up teeth on the right side of his mouth, but he seems like a clean enough guy. That, and it's fucking Michael Stipe. At least it would make a good story. Fuck it. The same question for Andrew. There you go. I bet there's some 45 to 50-year-old women who would sleep with you just because you slept with him. Okay, and that, um, well, uh, the answer is, um, that is a hard maybe. Uh, because Michael Stipe is uh, very much my senior. He's almost, I think he's almost 60, right, right Justin? Yeah, he's 50-something. He's 50-something at yeah. this point. Um, he seems like a really cool guy. I, I think the opposite. I think he's turned out to be like a huge prick and like uh, like have a hard time deciding whether he, Sting, or Bono turned out to be a bigger <laughs> like, like if you had to choose between those three people, which one turned out to be the bigger ass? So like, you wouldn't have sex with Michael Stipe? No, no, that's like a solid no. Like, solid on Michael the record, was, if Michael Stipe's listening, like you know, Michael Stipe. It's not um, Michael Stipe, I would oh, I would go out to Nobu with you. Um, your your treat, obviously. You're paying. I would be your rent boy. 100%. No question. Um, if you want to throw me some paper, I'm down for whatever. Uh, as far as, like, fucking Michael Stipe, I, I'd have to say no, because that goes back to episode, uh, I think, two, where I said men are really gross. And he never, I mean, he doesn't seem like a man. I mean, when you have that much money, you become eccentric. I just I watched an interview with Tracy Morgan, and he said that he drives his Lamborghini around in the rain with the top down. That's really eccentric. <laughs> Like when you're like, when you're that rich. I mean, I, I don't think Mike Mick Jagger ever showers. Like you're near that rich. No, I was just gonna say I take. I, I don't think that the idea that he's clean. I think uh, like I, I would argue that right away. Like he doesn't seem clean. Doesn't seem clean at all. No, no. Like I, no. whoever asked the question, like. And he seems ill. Didn't put a thought into that because he's like definitely. And he may. Looking. He may or may not have. Um, Done stuff with Billy Corgan, which is like the which is like the worst. Yeah. Um, so you know what? My answer, fuck it. My answer is no. Yeah. Sorry, questions for overnight drive. Uh, I think they're just okay, and I wouldn't have sex with Michael Stipe. All right. There you go. Uh, so ends our Tumblr question roundup uh, for tonight. That was a good one. That was an okay one. Um, <clears throat> But that leads us into our story uh, of me. Um, somebody asked me about this story about me going to the uh, masturbation booths in Troy. Um, at this place called Ama- aptly named Amazing.net. <laughs> um, don't go to Amazing.net at work. Uh, wait till you go home to check out Amazing.net. 
All right, this has been a, a jerk booth that has been uh, in Troy probably how long? Probably. No, it's been for different because it was something else before. And it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, it, it was, was definitely was something else before. I go there. It was always just the porn store. I don't think anyone like it officially. It's I, legitimately like under a bridge too. It's actually it the seediest spot in North America. <laughs> now I mean, it used to be a large part of Troy's industry for a while was porn. They really have sold that out for the art crowd. That's yeah, it's fucking. You know yeah, what, man? Yeah. You know, art fucking artists. You got your Michael f- Stipend his ilk. Like now. Michael. Stipe. <laughs> it's like, that's that's why there's no porn in Troy. Anymore. Yeah. If you ran into Michael Stipe at a jerk booth, if you ran into Michael Stipe at a jerk booth, <laughs> would you? Would I? Would you watch him masturbate to completion? Would you? Hey, what, what are you watching there, Michael Stipe? Hey, oh, you're watching that straight porn, Michael Stipe. <laughs> tell you what, buddy. I do. I would. You know, and that's the thing because there's a whole culture that I ignored when I when I used to go there, just to you know, I'd be like. And it was so dumb because I would probably I'd be driving back from my hometown and I'd be like, oh, I'm gonna stop by the jerk booth, you know, and and I can't wait the extra fucking ten minutes to go home and jerk off in my pathetic bed with youporn.com on or whatever, you know, and fall asleep immediately after after finishing and like just. No, I had to go to the jerk booth. So I go to the jerk booth, and the jerk booth used to be sort of like. Um, Really seedy. Like the, the the booths on the left would be glory hole booths, and I thought that people were watching videos in there, but they were actually just moaning. <laughs> the men, was that like a signal, or was that just like no, yep, I mean, I'm in here? Guys are getting head, so they're moaning. They're feeling it. You know, it's full right. force. But now it's cleaned up a little bit. I was there semi recently, and uh, which is tricky because I work right near there now. Uh, so I have to like go under under the cover of night. I can't like sneak off during my lunch break. <laughs> so just, I might see somebody I work with. Who knows? Um, so I went there under the cover of darkness. I like felt really self conscious about it for some reason. So I like snuck. I parked in the alley and like snuck around the corner real quick. Put my hood up and everything. Uh, a moment, a, a brief moment of modesty for me. Uh, so I go there and. Uh, I'm watching this porn, which I, I find I find the, the, you know for a CD place they have very good pornography. I like the pornography that looks like it was shot in like a basement room with like a sheet hung up on the wall. You know, like, you're not sure if someone's gonna be murdered in it later. Yeah, or not. like real Gonzo style, man. Shot wood panel basement. Wood panel basement shot on VHS, man. And they have like a couple couple like channels of that stuff. So I'm good to go. You know, I put my jacket down on the seat. I don't. I make sure not to touch anything. Jesus Christ, <laughs> you know it's really gross. Still, um, so I'm I'm going, you know, and people keep fucking with the door, the doorknob, <laughs> and I'm like, am I in trouble? Like the, f- the first thing I thought, <laughs> and I'm like, am I in trouble? <laughs> like, uh, did I not? You know, I paid, and it costs five bucks, and you can watch it for like fifteen minutes, which should be enough time, you know, unless you're really trying to fucking make friends in there. It should be enough time. Um, so I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. You know, who dares wins in the name of life experience? I'm going to unlock my door and see who fucking pops her head in. <laughs> so that's what I did. And I was sitting there and I've had my, my cock in my right hand, you know. Um, I never wished I had a pistol on me uh, more than I did right then because it immediately got super sketchy. <laughs> like, I'm like, is somebody going to stab my cock? Is somebody going to, like, what's going to go? <laughs> is there, like, a gate? Like, I mean, all these things went through my head. I'm like, I'm like, uh, uh, is there, like, a fucking, is there, like, a, a gay basher in here who's going to, like, kick my ass because I'm showing off my cock? 
And then I start thinking, like, oh, I should have fucking joined the army. I should have, like, um, you know, I should have, I should have done my life a lot. You're listening at home. Check the box. Yeah, I, I was like, yeah, really, just thinking a lot of different things. So uh, I'm jerking off, and uh, it's fine, you know. And, and I'm, I'm not. It's, you know, my, my penis is not great at all. It's not very. It's very small, but um, uh, it's size. It's, it's size proportionate, I guess you could say. I don't know. Uh, ask ask a ask a punk, right? That's what people say. Ask a fucking punk, all right? How's Hans's cock look? Um, first guy to poke his head in is the oldest man I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like this is the least sexy thing, the sexiest thing on earth. Like this is awful. He's just, but he sticks his head in and just kind of like it's kind of like fucking, um, it's like a David Attenborough fucking thing. Where uh, who's the he's, David, he's the he's the nature guy, right? David so. David Attenborough. Or it's like you know, or he just kind of like looks and it's like a nature show and he's just like staring. And I feel creeped out. I'm the one with my cock in my hand, and I feel creeped out. <laughs> Cause I'm like, look, I'm like, uh, and then I give him like the cut my like no signal. I'm like, nah, and he goes away. And then like a dude in like, I swear to God, a dude in like a blaze orange camo shirt and like goggles on his head shows up. Oh yeah. Next, not he knocks on the door, and I'm like, nope. I don't say a word. So I think he is literally just making sure there's nobody in the booth before he walks in, like bathroom style. Boy, does he get a surprise when he sees me sitting there with my cock in my hand. So he just looks. And he looks for like a minute, and I'm like, "Dude, like, what? What? I'm like, is that the protocol? Like, I don't know. Like, people help me. Uh, yeah, out. Yeah, you got to show these guys away. You're gonna like fucking give them the cutthroat or something. Or like the cutthroat like point, like you know, take care of business, man. You know, like I, I didn't take it out for air. You know, <laughs> like the like the scene in that movie. Like I didn't take it out for air. You know, like. Um, so that was weird, and then like a couple other an old guy in like a like a foreign like a like a VFW windbreaker looks in like and his name was I remember I saw his name on the his name was Jerry because it was embroidered on his windbreaker. I was like, I'm gonna see that. I'm like, so I'm getting like comfortable with this weird scene. Not that I want to necessarily have like an old guy blow me or anything, but I just think it's neat and weird. That people can just come in. It's like a rotisserie reel. People can just come in and look at my cock and leave. I think it's okay. <laughs> I'm with it, you know. Uh, and then I finish, and then I get out. And when I, when I exit, there's like five dudes just like waiting outside my door. <laughs> like, sorry. Were they the same guys? Was like fucking Romstein there? Different. No, Romstein was was probably getting his somewhere else. I think he 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 looked at my cock and was disappointed, so he went somewhere else. But, um, well, he got a good long look at the... It's probably burned in his memory. I was like, take a fucking picture, dude. Jesus, you know? Um, but uh, now, uh, and then I, I get out, and I think everybody's kind of expectant, like... I think it's a real hookier hookup scene, but in the parking lot, where you're like, okay, well, let's go to the parking lot, let's go to the car. Let's move this party outside. Let's move this party outside. Thank you, Justin. You've done this before. Or yeah. by, by the fucking, or by the uh, the dumpster or whatever. And I'm, I look, I, and I threw the classic, I'm like, oh, later, dudes. You know? like, not, ready to, not ready to get blown in a parking lot in Troy yet, you know. Um, so that's my amazing.net story from the Tumblr commenter. Thank you uh, for asking. I had fun telling the story. You had a, you had a, like a straight up real life chat roulette moment there. I kind of did, but I didn't get busted, or I didn't have to do chat roulette community service, so it was actually a lot better. Uh, actually, a lot better. It's better than the real thing, um, certainly. Uh, my sexual exploits um, know no bounds. It's mostly out of desperation. I'm like bored, you know, because I'm like at a point where I'm I've hit like a massive dry spell. 
which may last the rest of my life, and I'm totally okay with that. But I've become, like, experimental, you know, where I'm like, you know, I can rationalize in my head how, how it would be okay to go to a jerk booth and wave my cock around, you know? <laughs> like, just to experience... I just want to see what happens. Just want to see what happens, just to experience the scene. I know next time someone will definitely, like, throw a dart at my dick or something like that. <laughs> yeah. so it would just be terrible. Um... <laughs> You know what I mean? What are you kidding? That's a great story. Like the time that I throw a dart at my dick. Like, yeah, or like, not, like oh. yeah, or only like a skinhead to kick my dick with his yeah. boots, <laughs> you know, something like that. Uh, I haven't been back since. Uh, I think I'm slowing down. Um, um, I wrote a little bit about this on the Tumblr, uh, OvernightDrive.com, OvernightDrive.com, OvernightDrive.com. Um, here's the here's the set. Okay, here's the deal. Okay, keep it. Uh, is I'm really unsuccessful on it. Um, Justin laughs laughs at me very much because I'm such a fool. Justin actually made a very astute observation about OkCupid. It's that everybody on OkCupid it, it allows people to never talk to each other in public, <laughs> like ever. You know, it's like because um, you see people you know, and you're like. I'm the, I'm the idiot who talks to them. I'm like, I write them a message like, oh, hey, I think I know you. And that makes it really weird for everybody <laughs> involved. Or it's like, oh, how dare you talk to me? It's so fucking weird. Because that's the new thing. I mean, people are nice, but then when you're nice back, they run away. I mean, that's really strange to me, but maybe it's just me. <laughs> maybe I think they, people are getting more autistic. Like, it's uh, like, without a doubt. The world oh, yeah. forward. Like, I think so. I think it has to do with, like, uh, paint strips. Yeah, or something. It's already a little heavy there. But. Yeah, PCBs and shit. Um, all right, so all my OkCupid dates have ended really poorly. Ended, like, one of uh, basically, like, three ways. Um, I go on a date. It starts with, like, okay, I write her. She writes me back. She immediately thinks that I'm going to, like, save her fucking life. You know, like, oh, please rescue me from my pain. I live in a fucking trailer in the woods. Yeah, that sounds sad as shit. Yeah, it's really bad. Oh, you know, uh, let me tell you about my terrible life. Don't you want to go out on a date with me now? Like, no. <laughs> like, I had a woman tell me about Woodstock 90, her, her time working at Woodstock 99. <laughs> Jesus. Which is amazing, you know, the one where everybody... God, wanted. I wish you had a tape recorder for that. That's I really <laughs> wish I had met her on a date, because it would have been amazing. Um, uh... You know, or like, oh, I like your music, let's meet up, which is like probably the worst reason to meet up, but like, well, you know, whatever, cool. Um, we meet and she... Uh, yeah, I like Erasure too. it's all right. It's yeah, cool. I like Erasure too. it's cool. Oh, oh, you don't, I don't like that song, but it's cool, you know, oh, you only like that, you know, I, I, I can be a music snob and whatever. Um, okay, Kate so, Bush, that's like the perfect, like, touchdown Kate Bush. anything. Yo, like, that's like, that's, you know, romance goal. Kate Bush is my woman. I met Kate Bush <laughs> when I worked in New York. Andrew, did I ever tell you this story? No. Oh, I worked at oh, I can have a million stories. I worked at Kim's on St. Mark's, right? When it was when it was open. And one day this woman who looks like Kate Bush if she was a mom comes in <laughs> and I remark to my friend Mike, Mike Koch, big ups if you're listening, because he's he, this guy's awesome, real gem. So me and Mike are working. We work with these insane Senegalese security guards, right? <laughs> and they're like 
they are, they have, their skin is so dark. I've never seen anybody like this. It's so cool though because I talked to them about culture, and I talked to them. And this one dude, uh, I think, is and this one dude named Suleiman was like, I was cop back in Senegal. You don't want to know what happened. <laughs> I'm like, I really don't. Because nope. apparently, you know, it would involve murder and, and fucking rape and all this other shit. This is the dude when I was counting out my money at the end of the night. He would lean over me and say, God is watching you. <laughs> God is always watching you. <laughs> Jesus is watching you. Uh, we just say that over and over again while I'm trying to count my fucking money and catch my <laughs> catch the L train that comes once every 45 fucking minutes. Like, could you get off my fucking dick? Um, but anyways, we see Kate Bush, and I don't know it's Kate Bush yet, but she comes in, she's perusing. I'm like, Mike, that looks like an older version of Kate Bush, but it can't be Kate Bush because in my mind, Kate Bush is like always super hot and super supple in that cat suit, live at Hammersmith, 1978, like, oh. You know, like I would, I would really, if I had a time machine, if I had a time machine and I could do anything, I wouldn't end war, I wouldn't kill Hitler, I wouldn't, I would go back in time to 1978 and I would sleep with Kate Bush. Wow. That's what I would do with my time machine. Fuck the world. <laughs> I don't care. Um, so I meet her. Uh, she comes up and she pays. And I notice that she has a British license and I start getting really nervous because I'm like, oh my God, it has to be her. And my voice starts trembling like it is now. And, uh, <laughs> and no, I'm just kidding. And um, I'm like, yo, like, weird question. Are you Kate Bush? And she's like, well, yes, yes, I am. In the nicest, most angelic voice I've ever heard in my life. And I couldn't, I'm like, oh my God, your music means so much to me. Like, oh my God, pull out, pulling the pin, pull out the pin. is like, oh my God, running up that hill. Babushka, like, oh, why, oh, oh, my God, she's so cool, right? Everybody loves Kate Bush. I think she's amazing, and I'm like, oh, and, I, and I'm, I'm talking to her as I'm saying, talking right now, like, I'm just, like, stream of consciousness, like, I, I love this, and I love that song, and oh, my, bro, my lion heart, whoa. and she starts laughing, I'm like, look, can I give you a hug? Your music means so much to me. <laughs> and she's like, well, of course, of course you can, and I go over and I hug her, like, a little too long. Meanwhile, I look like meatloaf. I have long hair, long, stringy-ass hair, a big beard. You re you remember we uh, you remember what I used to look like, uh, what well, I still look like sadly, <laughs> and I hug her and I hug her for a little too long and I can feel it's getting awkward but I'm like thank you so much you music means so much to me I give her the CD for free she's buying a used jazz CD, and I give it to her for free, and uh, that's my Kate Bush story <laughs> I don't know how wow that's pretty impressive I don't know how I oh yeah I don't know how I got on that tangent but anyway um uh, so. Yeah, so we talk, we, we talk about the same music with the OK, okay Cupid Girls. That's yeah, how we got to the story. Perfect, because that's like the perfect, that's the touchstone. Like, that's the oh, touchstone. Oh, hey, are you into Kate Bush? Hey, I wear a Kate oh, Bush like Kate pin. Bush. Like, oh, I wear Kate. a Kate Bush pin on my jacket in <laughs> hopes that it'll break the ice yeah. with some girl and be like, hey. It should be. Like, it uh, should be an yeah, icebreaker, you know, man. You all, you, all you girls out there are cold, man. Sorry I don't like floor punch, all right? <laughs> Jesus. Is that who you're meeting on OK Cupid? People who are into floor punch? Sometimes, man. Some Oof. girl, she's like, oh, yeah, do you like, like, SSD? Yeah, like, I like not, to pretend I like SSD. I like to pretend I like, I, I like to buy, why. I bought an SSD tapestry at a fest. Fuck you. I like SSD now. <laughs> like, what? You know, like, who gives a shit, right? Um, uh, so, one experience, I'll, I'll, I'm going to cut this story, but one experience, I talked to a woman, she's immediately really into me, which is a rarity. 
And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's meet up. Uh, I bring her to Bomber's Burrito Bar in uh, downtown. Good Alton. choice. Great choice. Uh, upstairs, mind you. <laughs> so we're going. We're hanging out. And uh, she looks a little uneasy. And we're just talking. And she's like, I have a question for you. Um, uh, well, it's more like a statement. <laughs> Always really good. Yeah. And she's like, um, I have something to tell you. I'm, I'm married. And I'm like... Immediately, the decent human being I am. I it's your mom's side. I immediately, it's my mom's side coming out. I immediately think, oh, you know, passionate flower, you're going through a divorce, that's terrible. So I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I've had a couple friends going through divorces, man, that's tough shit. You know, no lie. You gotta go get the divorce kit, you gotta go to weed the people. I understand. And she's like, no, I, I'm really happily married. Uh, he thinks I'm at Target. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm just making sure it's okay that. Uh, that th- that this is okay. So she's meeting me on the side, on the sly. Wow. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yeah, that's. I'm like, no, that's really fucking not okay. Because this dude's outside of a sawed-off shotgun right now. <laughs> oh yeah, he's got a sailboat tattooed in his neck. He's, he's gonna, got a sailboat on his neck. He's gonna throw a brick He's got a sailboat tattoo in his neck, and he's got a uniform choice shirt on. And uh, I'm like, um, I'm like, that's really not okay. So I. <laughs> So she's all of a sudden it gets really awkward. Big surprise, and I leave a twenty dollar bill on the table and I say, "Peace, you just missed." And uh, <laughs> uh, but that the but, uniform choice shirt really sold it for me. There. No, thankfully I didn't see the guy with the sailboat. I didn't see the guy with the sailboat tattoo in his neck or the uniform choice shirt. But I'm sure he was right around the corner with a sawed-off shotgun. <laughs> I left just in time. Um, but uh, strangely enough, that was my best experience because the experiences I have with OkCupid girls are always, I'm going to put my life's woes and problems into a 45-minute prepackaged story. I'm going to tell you this story, and then I'm going to expect you to react positively, which doesn't work for me at all. <laughs> so after that 45-minute period, I really want to leave. Uh, and that's what happens every time. I think OkCupid is a depository for the wretched refuse uh, of society, <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> myself included. Uh, and it's a terrible, it's a terrible medium for dating. You know, I recently had a, re- a last night. This shows you how I live a dual life. Last night I had a regrettable rant about how I'm single and no one likes me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, mean, I caught that one. Oh, I was like, I can't believe I've done all these things for people, and I've been everywhere, and no one wants to date me. And like, the people getting I, so tired of showering alone. I'm so tired of showering alone, man. <laughs> yeah, that was like. But the funny thing is, I check myself with the showering alone, and then I write essentially the fucking same thing. That shows you how like sometimes I'm really out to lunch. Like I play like computer games for a couple hours, and my mind drifts. I get set adrift on memory bliss, you know what I mean? Like, I'm thinking, wow, it would be really nice if I didn't have to play computer games and if I could play with, you know, play with a pussy instead. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, that's, that's not availing itself to me at the moment or ever. So, um, uh, and the responses I got were like, you really just have to, like, tell a woman what you want out of her. You can't talk about yourself all the time. And that really brought up brought, in my, brought up in my mind, like, I really have no expectations from women at all. <laughs> Maybe I should, and I wouldn't get myself into these situations anymore. My, my expectations are, be nice to me and don't steal my stuff. <laughs> 
and that's it. <laughs> Everything else can be negotiated. All right? You got to be nice. You got to be sweet. And I want to wake up with my wallet. Everything else is cool. All right? Uh, that, which gets me into trouble all the time. Because my last experience with a woman, uh, I was walked on all the time. Uh, and it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Literally walked on sometimes. Um, that's another story. Uh, I'm just, you know, uh, I'm a coxman. What can I tell you? <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking. I don't know what I'm talking about right now. Um, what else can we talk about, Andrew? Because you know, I, I'm really, I'm really kind of uh, like a that the that just made me sad, man. You got to bring me back. Yeah, up. we're gonna bring you back up. We're going for Internet Romance Volume 2. Oh, Are you ready to conquer this? God. Yeah, sure. Why the hell not? Internet Romance. We got a whole list. We got a, I got a list of like 50 topics to go over, <laughs> and Internet Romance Number 2 seems, now seems like the time. Okay, well, we did some premeditated notes on this one. I spent a brief amount of time in Canada. Uh, unfortunately, if I mention the exact locale, that will... If anybody's listening, they may piece together who I'm talking about. It's not Montreal. So fucking... It's a shame. So I ease, love Montreal. So ease your fucking mind. All right? Uh, it's in you want me to tell you my Montreal stories after this? Oh, you're going to tell some Montreal stories? Okay, good. Yeah, absolutely. I, this is in... Uh, I, I lived in Ontario for a brief amount of time. Um, close to... I lived in Ontario. And I worked at a value village... Uh, thrift store. Um, this was like a, a weird time in my life. You think? <laughs> I worked at I worked at the Canadian version of Goodwill. I lived at uh, I lived in Sudan and I uh, abducted children. It was weird. <laughs> That's where you get the guy at the residence, the crazy house that uh, hitchhiked across Canada to Alaska. Doesn't remember any of it. Oh my god. <laughs> That's wow. the whole story. Yes, yeah, so he's like, yeah, I woke up in Alaska. I don't remember any of it. That dude's my fucking hero. Yeah. <laughs> like Holy shit. <laughs> Justin works at a uh, crazy house. Uh, that's what he's referencing right now. Justin, bless his heart. He is the nurse ratchet uh, character in that house. Firm but fair, would you say? Yeah. Um, so, I'm spending some time and I start working with a girl. Uh, let's call her Val, okay? I only call her Valerie because Justin and I were listening to Steve Winwood before you <laughs> called, and his song Valerie was hitting pretty hard. We Good were cover. just we were peaking, <laughs> or after we smoked marijuana, we were peaking, and it just it just hit so right. And so let's call her Valerie, okay? Uh, Valerie and I uh, started. Uh, uh, I was going to say fooling around, but we started working together. First things first. We started working together, and um, we uh, decided that we liked each other because we took the same bus, and we lived kind of close to each other. So as any two people would do, we started sleeping together, um, which was not a good idea. But she re was really into, like, gutter punk uh, and I, she had uh, tattoos in her arms and was really crazy, which is a theme in my life. <laughs> so um, she said, hey, let's go to the Bouncing Souls concert. <laughs> I like that she laugh. Said, seriously, what do you want to do tonight? <laughs> I said, no, seriously, does that mean you want to go to McDonald's? And she's like, no, let's go to the, let's go to the fucking, uh, let's go. To, <laughs> no, for real. 
like that. I like Justin's laugh there. Let's go to the Bathing Souls concert. And I said, sure, no problem, of course. Because when you're, when you're getting, I mean, it was, when you're getting, uh, I was real much heavier that, back then than I am now. When you're getting the, like, a nice a nice woman, it's very, the sex is good, you'll do anything. She's like, I'm going to go to an orphanage and shoot a kid. And I'd be like, oh, all right, baby, let's do it. You know what I mean? This is going to be I'll get the car. Sorry. Yeah, I'll just rub my hands together. Let's do this right now. No, but I'm going to, so we go, and it's, like, really boring. Uh, it's at a bar that, it's, I mean, it, the, the opening bands were, like, like, the worst, 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 worst. And they go on at, like, midnight. But before that, uh, she gets me drunk on Labatt 70. Which is like a, like a derivative of Labatt that has a higher blood alcohol, as you could imagine, or not blood alcohol, has <laughs> a higher alcohol content. And um, I'm like, "Fuck! If I keep drinking like this, I'm gonna get really drunk in like a foreign country. Uh, so I'm gonna have to order some French fries here. Uh, Canadian French fries are delicious and they're thick, kind of like me. <laughs> and um, uh, so." <laughs> She's also wasted, all right? She's drunk, and she took a couple pills. So she thinks that this, between the time I order French fries from the bartender and the time we go sit on the patio, she thinks this is a great time to blow me. And it is. So I get blown in full view of, like, like a really fat skinhead guy and a couple other people where I'm kind of like, I'm starting to get the spins because a lot of shit's happening at once. And... uh, (laughs) So we're doing it, and then the, I see the bartender coming from afar. So I put my, I put my winter hat on her head, so it looks like I'm just, and I, and I'm just gonna rest, like lean forward and rest my fucking hat and her head, like against the table. And I'm like, oh, thank you very much. And then she's like, okay, well that'll be like you know, like twelve ninety nine with the beers, and expects payment right then and there. <laughs> So I, I hear her, and as it's as she asks for the money, she is blowing me, and she she goes like, <laughs> and starts laughing while she's blowing me, <laughs> which is amazing. God bless her soul. She sits right up and says, "Oh, let me get my purse." <laughs> oh man, not fucking made up, asshole. Whoever wrote throughout that fucking Tumblr thing about me making up stories, <laughs> fuck you. Not made up. That's my, uh, that's my... The whole country must be like that, because in Montreal, that shit from, like, 10 p.m. until when did the bars close there? 2 a.m.? Yeah, at least. From 10 p.m. until, like, 4 a.m.? It's like, what's that island in Pinocchio that the kids run? Is it just Pleasure Island? Is that right? the island in Pinocchio, man. Don't you like yeah, 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 the Island of like, Misfit Toys. Island of Misfit Toys. Island of Misfit Toys, fucking Pleasure Island, whatever. Yeah. It, there are legitimately no rules. Last time I was in Montreal, mm. uh, it was it must have been 2 a.m. because the bars were out. And when the bars let out on that, what is it, St. Catherine Street? Yeah. Like, it's just like Mardi Gras all of a sudden for like a half an hour. Everyone's trying to get cabs to go home and like hookers are walking around. It's just yeah. like completely out of control. That's my kind of scene. But last time I was there, I saw a cab get pulled over by a cop car. <laughs> the cops get out. They're both wearing police jackets and badges, but one guy is wearing jeans, and the other guy is wearing camouflage pants and like a, a Baltimore Orioles cap. I was totally <laughs> there, dude. I remember that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they pull the cab over. 
the guy gets out. The cab driver is drunk as shit. I'm like 20 yards away, and I can see this dude is drunk beyond belief. <laughs> Great. They handcuff him. They put him in the back of the cop car. Then they just disappear. And as these cops are gone, for some reason, all these like punk kids are doing this weird thing where they're like hiding behind cars, but really obviously hiding. <laughs> like it, it's some kind of a statement to be hiding from cops that don't like don't even care that you're there. It's very very weird. Uh, cops come back after 10, 15 minutes. They take the drunk cab driver out of the back of the car, uncuff him, and let the drunk cab driver drive away in his cab. <laughs> Classic. It's absolute lunacy there. Like, once the sun goes down, it's like a, a total free-for-all. Wild West. It's great. I love, it's the closest thing to Europe you're going to get without actually having to go to Europe. Oh, without a doubt. It's, it's unreal. It's absolutely perfect. And there um, was a time, what is, there's a, a really, really shitty punk bar on St. Catherine Street that every time no I go to Montreal, way. I say to myself, I'm not going to go to that shitty punk That's bar. That's the Fufunet. Every is. time, some dude is like, we're going to the bar! And I'm like, all right, I guess uh, we're, we're, we're going uh, to Fufunet to watch bar. people mush. <laughs> I remember that shit. What is it? Good? What's it called? The Fufunet. Oh, yeah. Oh. And we watched the dude. Fufu Electronique. Yeah, Fufune Electronic, and they had a, a room where you could go there and mosh to Slipknot. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They'll just, instead of that, dance music, they shit. just play Hatebreed. Like, okay, I'm going to listen to Hatebreed, and I'm just going to jump around in this, like, weird smoke machine-filled fucking disco. That was great. That was really good. <laughs> but think, uh, a couple of years and, and... ago, I went there with a bunch of friends, and uh, I was buying drinks for everybody because I was the only one that had a job. Go fucking figure. Um... <laughs> And I got the wrong drink. Somebody was trying to drug one of the people I was with. Nice. And instead, I got the drug drink. <laughs> so I ended up actually getting roofied in Canada. That's awesome. Did you score out or what? I have no idea what happened. I remember, I kind of remember getting back to the hotel room. And then the next thing I remember is waking up the next morning on the floor of like the communal bathroom like the hotel had one bathroom per floor and I was just assed out in the middle of the floor but it was clear that people had come in seen me (laughs) use the bathroom and then left like left me on the floor like I hope someone took my pulse Um, again the quintessentially Canadian story I love it yeah it's just it was which really really ridiculous which means that that happens all um, the time because they just stepped over you to piss yeah like yeah people just <laughs> like stepped a fa- over to piss like a family with kids from like Toronto it's like oh it's cool <laughs> no problem me eh? yeah so anybody taking a shower like I I have no fucking idea yeah um but yeah that's like that's Montreal it's just entirely out of control when, it's, when it's I, something else when we go live we have to get uh, we have to talk to Sean Patrick Duty because he has a couple stories too <laughs> All right, we're gonna to start to wind this down. Um, you have anything you want to uh, you want to plug? I know you've got some uh, some stuff going on in the wings. Uh, well, you can always check out youlooksad.com. That's Y-O-U-L-O-O-K-S-A-D.com. I'm looking for content to do an awesome site launch in a couple weeks. And if you want to write anything, or if you want to submit anything, art, poetry. Uh, you know, uh, selfies, nudes, whatever. Um, get in touch. And you can definitely put it on my website, no problem. Because right now it's a bunch of R. Stevie Moore videos. And I would like to change that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so anything you... Uh, and uh, also, um, I'd like to plug um, the Seattle Seahawks are going to the playoffs. And we're going to oh, win yeah. the fucking Super Bowl. 
And then everybody can line up and suck my dick. <laughs> if they play half as good as they did last week, like for the next few games, they're 100% going to the 100%. Super Bowl. It was ridiculous. 100%. Uh, I'm also uh, available for dates. Uh, and after you've listened to this podcast, I'm sure you're just uh, lining up. Yeah, take a number. <laughs> Uh, I like the so question Andrew, that came in that said that they used to have a crush on you, but you've said too much on the podcast. Holy shit, <laughs> can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can read the exact thing. It's so fucking sad, man. Oh my god. I used to have a crush on you. Hold on. I'm going to read this exact thing. Let the pain sink in to your soul. Listen to these words. Anonymous poster uh, has said... I've had a secret crush on Hans for about a year. <laughs> oh my god! But if you're anything like me, that's instantly like upsetting because it's like a oh, it's so, like this seems depressing. It's like well, oh my god, you've lived a year with like a crush on me, like, and you didn't like, say shit. It's not even that. It's just like the general idea. It's like a, like you can drink, shoot higher. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like I'm saying that to, not just about you, but me, my, me, anyone. It's good like, point. It's always one of those things where it's like, oh, really? That's awful. Like, you kept that. Your, it's all your life's at that point. You kept that candle burning for yeah, me like, oh, for Jesus. a year. Like, yeah. Holy shit! Uh, I think I did her a favor. Anyway, <laughs> the, the post says I've had a secret crush on Hans for about a fucking year, but after listening to the three podcasts, I'm afraid I've lost interest. <laughs> Why does everything have to be public knowledge? Look, I'm curious as to what the tipping point was. I I think it was the um, the liberal use of the word pussy. <laughs> Could be. Um, which is a, another great OKCupid story where a girl brought from Hudson brought me a cactus. And then I said <laughs> the word pussy in conversation and she acted really weird for the rest of the day. Just a little uh, okay, Cupid snippet for you there. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the tipping point was. I think it was a cumulative effect of episode one started out kind of cute with the Spokane story, and then that shit got real, man. <laughs> Fucking fear and power at the same time, man. You can't handle it. Only you can't unhear some things. Only the, you can't unhear some things. Only the chosen few, man. Only the chosen few know the pros and cons, man. I'm, I'm speaking in Tupac lyrics right now. I hope you can feel me. <laughs> Only the chosen few know the pros and cons, man. Um, so, you know what? For you out there, because I know you're going to listen to episode four, because I know you still got that crush on me, girl. I'm going to tell you right now, don't waste your fucking time. All right? I didn't want to know you. All right? Lost cause. Yeah. All right? First you want to... What is that? What's that line from... Uh, Oh, what's that? That DOS effects line. First you... <laughs> Fuck, I'm trying to speak in all rap. Oh. First you didn't know me, now you act like you own me. Alright? Um, I don't know if that applies to that, but I like that line, so whatever. Uh, yeah, that. thank you for bringing that up, Andrew. My, 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 I can certainly cry myself to sleep now. Thank you. <laughs> it's been a couple. I of thought days. it was real quality. It's been a couple of days since I've cried myself to sleep, so thank you for that. I can. Uh, all right, it's a good. I can you're going the, to sleep tonight. It's I, all right. I can let the title, the tsunami of worthlessness, wash over me and lull me to a false sleep. <laughs> thank you. Oh man, um, I got a couple things I got to plug. Uh, <clears throat> pardon me. Including that pussy. <laughs> anyway. Man, Justin, every time you're around, I start to cough. 
what the fuck it is. It's a concert. It's a, right, it's a um, tropical contact high, man. You know, uh, you know, band dudes always like know everything about their show. Like, come on, it's July seventeenth. It's the, it's downstairs at the forum. We're playing at eight oh seven p.m. They're like yeah, he's trying to get some girl they're trying to sleep with to come and like all the, their friends. Run. Playing at the Cabbage exactly Patch House, opposite. dude. Like I, I don't know shit about when my band's playing or where, or really what time, but. Are you playing the pizza loft, dude? We're playing the yeah. pizza loft. And there's going to be a dance party after. <laughs> we are playing... Uh, I honestly don't know the address. I'll put it up on the website. That's but the in Brooklyn on Ju- uh, January 11th. Uh, we're playing in Boston on January 12th. I believe that is at an honest-to-God zine library. Oh, great. So Thanks I will shot. 100% be kicked out of the show before the <laughs> uh, before the thing even starts, so you might not see me there. Um, and uh, January 13th in Burlington. So if you're Burlington. in one of those towns and you're bored, which you know chances are you are, uh, go to OvernightDrive.com. I'll post the, uh, I guess, all the pertinent info on that. Um that's about it. Uh, one other thing I wanted to plug was uh, we've got uh, a couple friends that do a podcast called Kissing Contest, mm. and they uh, th- they said some kind words. They you. said some kind words wrapped in like hateful words because they. Uh, I haven't heard that. They, Let me listen to this. Uh, you'll t- well, what they they, they accuse us of not listening to the podcast, which is I guess fifty percent true. I've never listened to that fucking um, thing a day in my life. Sorry. But yeah, they uh, they got heavy, and uh, but then said some very kind things. So uh, I'm going to try and urge whoever's listening to this that hasn't heard them before to uh, go on iTunes and check out Kissing Contest. Kissing Contest. Uh, and then we'll start a um, kind of like a frenemy rivalry, like pissy little fucking Albany uh, yeah. like bristle fest. It'll Pile be good. It on. We gotta line that shit up, man. Kissing Contest. All right. Yeah, we know. Okay, dudes. Thanks. They're uh, they're they're broadcasting from my old apartment actually. From, oh wow! Uh, from from Bed-Stuy. We should listen. To, I, I should actually take a listen, and then we can uh, systematically pick it apart, uh, point out <laughs> all of its flaws, much like a general surveys a a uh, a, ba- a long step of land before he decides to invade a country. Um, it's actually really good if you uh, if you like movies and uh, and listening to people horseshit around. It's probably right up your alley. Sounds and clearly, good. you like listening to people horseshit around because you know here we are. Hey, I'm just busting some stones, bro. I think those dudes are great. <laughs> and uh, thank you very much for mentioning us on your podcast. Um, we are uh, we are small upstart podcast, and I appreciate you taking us under your wing. In all seriousness. Cool. <laughs> All right, this is Overnight Drive, Volume 4. This has gone uh, smoother than the first three put together, and I'm a little afraid to end it because I'm afraid we're both going to lose our files or my Mac (laughs) Mini is going to explode. Or Well, you are on a Mac Mini. That is true. Thank you all. uh, See you next year, guys. Hey, right? Uh, Holy (laughs) shit. Oh, man. Holy shit, I am fucking real stupid. I hate it. <laughs> I hate myself, and I might want to die. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> that's it. Uh, OvernightDrive.com, uh, Facebook.com slash OvernightDrive, Twitter.com, Overnight underscore Drive. Um, go to iTunes, leave a review. That uh, that shit helps us out, helps me you know, get up in the morning. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that's about it. Tell your weird friends. We'll be back next week with Episode 5. 
Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.